What up? It's your girl, Sierra Danielle, and you are now tuned in to Reup TV Network with 105.1 Live. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It is your girl, Sierra Danielle, with 105.1 Live, Reup TV Network. You know it's Saturday. We do this each and every Saturday. And I am with an amazing artist, Dre of the East. Tell the people about yourself and where you're from and... Just give them, let them know who you are. Again, I go by the name Dre of the East. Uh, follow me on all platforms at Dre of the, Dre of the East. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I'm not live on Facebook, but uh, Instagram is where I'm the most active at. Uh, from Red Springs, North Carolina, but um, I'm based out of Greenville right now. Uh, yeah, just went to school there. I've been there since. So for those people, when he, when he sent me his bio, I had no clue what or where Red Springs, North Carolina was. So give the people kind of like a... Uh, uh, explanation as to where that is. Is that where is that? Um, if is it near a major city? Fairville. That's the biggest thing. But uh, it's like 40, 30 minutes away from Fairville, so it's not even close to that. You know, UNCP is. Yeah. All right, so it's like fifteen minutes away from there. Oh. Okay. Okay. So how did you end up all the way at ECU? I got a scholarship to uh, play at ECU. My yeah, my senior year, and uh, yeah, I just I just moved there, and I've been there since. I like ECU a lot better than like my hometown. So really, yeah. I, I've never been to Greenville. What? Um, no, nah, I've never been. I didn't really travel that much when I was in college. I just really stayed local. Um, you went to uh, Winston Salem. I went to UNCG. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually went to Meredith College my freshman year, and okay. then uh, sat out a year, and then transferred into UNCG. Okay. What What sport did you play at ECU? I played football. Uh, yeah, I played football, and uh, that, that's really it. That's all I got. I played football and party. That was Really? Did you play football? You said you played football. How long did you play? Did you play in high school, too? Yes. Uh, well, duh, obviously, because you got a scholarship. My year, I played at Scotland High School. Mm. And, uh, I transferred out because I got involved in a whole bunch of crap. And uh, my sophomore year, I went to Red Springs High School, and that's when I started playing. So, junior year, senior year. Okay, okay, okay. So... My biggest question now is the transition from being an athlete to a musician and an artist. Like, what what sparked that? Like, was music always in the picture, or is it just something that came about after you graduated or towards the end of your college career? Well, music has always been in the picture, but um, it's, you know how you like to do a whole bunch of different Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Once again, cool. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a collage. Of audio of all the artists asking me, can I cuss? <laughs> yes, you can cuss. <laughs> Conversation flows better when I don't got to think about it. Yeah, you know? go ahead. Just let so, it flow. Yeah, no. Nah, when when I was playing football, well, let me start forgetting. When, music has always been in the picture, but when you got a whole bunch of different shit that you do, it's just like you always choose that one thing to focus on. And, mm-hmm. uh, I was engineering for one of my friends' name. Uh, back then, he went by Black Jesus, spelled with a G. And I was just engineering for him, and then I started making music with him. But, you know, football was always on the forefront because, you know, that was the way I was going to get out the hood, get my family out the hood and whatnot. And then um, when I got to ECU, everything was going good. Messed my knee up from ACL. Oh, you know, wow. Yeah, it was trash. Bounced what year back. did you bounce your, um, what year did you, uh, tore your ACL? My freshman, so my, 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 mm, my red shirt freshman year. So now my freshman year, my red shirt freshman year, my first year on the field, I tore it. Then uh, I came back, uh, you know, I was good, recovered, and tore it again like a year and a half later. Like in the worst. The part. same one? Yeah. Oh. That was trash. I know that was trash. Yeah. And then uh, right 
after that, we had a coaching switch. Um, so uh, the coach that had recruited that, that I came in with, he got fired, and we had another coach come in. You know, it kind of killed the passion for me because it, it wasn't the coach you started out with. No, not even that. It's just more so what they were saying, like because because I didn't basically thought that I couldn't really play in the league without you know, that you knew you could play. Yeah. What was that like? Like something that you said was your was your basically your ticket out, and you being injured as long as you were. Like, what was it like? Like trying to bounce back. Like, what did you? I'm pretty sure it was kind of discouraging because you get you heal, you get back on the field, and then boom, you tear it again. Yeah, um, for me it was uh, it was challenging uh, mentally, but. You know, for me, I look at it like this, man. Life has always been hard, but I didn't know it was hard because it was that was the usual. Yeah, know? that was your normal. You know, so being in adverse situations was normal to me, but then I had people help me get through the injuries. Like, she was there for me the whole time. Aww. So, it was pretty dope having her there and then other people like my roommate, Fred, that helped me get through it, like, physically and mentally. It was a battle that, uh, it was a battle that was extremely hard the second time, knowing how long it's going to take to recover. And because it probably took you longer to recover the second time, right? No. No? Uh, first time it took me longer because I'd never done it before. The second time I knew what I had to do, I knew what the pain was. Uh, I wasn't as scared. Did you tear it the exact same way? No. First time I tore it uh, in the drill, the second time I was playing basketball. So you weren't even playing, playing when you tore them. Nope. Oh, that's got to feel so bad. Yeah. So, at what point did you decide, I don't, want, like, do you still play in a sense, or you just completely just was like, nah, I don't want to be an athlete anymore? I get away with it. Uh, I get completely away, for it, uh, away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people tell me, I get into arguments with some of my friends. I like to have a conversation. So, I get into arguments with some of my friends, and they tell me, tell me my way of dealing with things is to just avoid it. I, I look at it differently. I just, why deal with something that you know is going to cause you problems? So, I just disengaged from it. I don't really watch football. I never really have, but I don't go to games or anything. Uh, it, honestly, I just felt like that was my way out. So it kind of depressed me, you know, because mm. I didn't know anything else. And when you ask about how to transition, that was the transition. But you I just cut it off cold turkey. Yeah, I had to because uh, my, my head was messed up. Man. It was, like, if I couldn't do that, I didn't have a purpose. I feel like you don't have purpose. You, you kind of, yeah, you feel like you're just existing, you're not living. No reason, yeah. Right. So, you really just, you know, talk, talk me up right there because as, you know, a black woman and a black man, mental health is like something that's really big for me. And I love to encourage conversation about mental health, especially with black men, because black men are raised to believe that showing emotion and expressing yourself is a feminine characteristic. And it's a weakness. So how was that kind of what you were taught when you were younger? Like, was that your experience? Because I don't want to assume that everybody had the same experience because some black fathers do encourage that. But what was it like for you and then experiencing that depression? Well, I didn't have uh, my, uh, my father in my life. I had a stepdad mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. Uh, but, you know, my mom. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I guess I was taught that... Uh, That's a little girl. You know, Don't be a little girl. All those little things. But I mean, you know, I think it made me tougher. It made it put me in a place where I could, just, you know, take a lot more than the average person. But uh, I've, I've always thought for myself. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, don't, I think.
think I, I became numb a little bit from those situations, mm-hmm. but I, I'm able to understand that we have been taught that, and I, I am able to show emotion a little bit more. The thing is, when it does come out, it's just like very extreme. Mm-hmm. You know? Is it like a build up, and then it's like, or is it just you don't know how to, you know, kind of like pour it a little bit? You just gotta turn it all the way over and let it all out. Well, it just depends on the situation. What we're yeah. talking about. Um, one thing that gets me going is ignorance and stupidity. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like if we're having an intelligent conversation and you're just like completely stupid or, or you say something that's like completely ignorant. Yeah, it's to me it's like you gotta know better than that. So like in situations like that, I, I, I'm it's I get very up and frustrated. But uh, mm-hmm. I, other than that, man, I, I, I'm very like level headed. Like if we're having a conversation about something disagree, I, I can talk about that. Yeah. But overall. I show emotion. I show emotion. I show emotion. <laughs> and who is and who is this? This is my girl, Shy. Oh, hi, Shy. I love love. So hi. Um, how long y'all been together? Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So like this whole. So she was there throughout the whole. Um, you experiencing the depression and stuff like that. How was that? Because you know, especially like. I've seen this and I've experienced this firsthand dating someone that had like a like mental health experiences, um, especially as black men. Like, how was it? Was it a, a like a fight to kind of like express that and like let her in, or like how was that? Or y'all have been together like like quite some time before you experienced it, or how was that? I'm a completely different person, so uh, honestly, it wasn't fair for her. It wasn't fair for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I can express myself. You can, anybody can express themselves, but nobody is ever gonna understand like you want them to understand. Yeah. So I can put that on nobody to do that. Because uh, to this day, I still feel like nobody is there for me. Mm-hmm. Nobody could be there because no matter what you said to me, it's gonna be alright. It wasn't gonna be alright. I can't. In your mind. Yeah. 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 Uh, you tell me, well, you know what? You just gotta, if you really want to do it, you gotta get up and do it. Well, I can't do it because I gotta go through a coach, and the coach obviously isn't gonna let me play. So no matter what you said. To me, yeah. definitely understand that so when the music comes into play you know you're out of school you're not playing football anymore you've completely disassociated from it how does the music come into play like when is it like okay i want to pursue this full time this is my purpose because i was searching for purpose uh like i said I, nobody could understand what i was going through i partially didn't understand it because it's like no way i can just get this goes no way i can do And that was hard to accept, wasn't it? Very, very, very. Like, even I posted a post the other day, man, still kind of bit of myself, like, doing great on drills and stuff. And that's what I heard me, like, fighting through that pain, because my knees still hurt today. Uh, just searching for a purpose, I looked into religion and a whole bunch of other things, nothing did it for me. But, mm-hmm. uh, it's to the point where I just, like, why am I, you know, why am I mm-hmm. Wow, 
and you've been doing it uh, for three, is it three years? Four years? Wow. So what what has that been, what has that experience been like? So from year to year, what, 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 tell me some things that you've learned and some progress that you've made as an, as an individual and as an artist. Well, as a, as a individual, I learned that uh, I don't know. I've always been for me even with football. I never really listened to nobody. I always listened to me. So I'm kind of stubborn, set my ways. I haven't really learned the individual side, but as an artist, which changes me. Uh, I learned that uh, again, you have to listen to yourself because if you listen to people, you never make progress. So why wasn't the uh, engagement matching what people were saying? It wasn't good, you know. So I had to um, kind of like just be honest with myself. Like I, I would listen to like Wayne, like Tupac, listen to the quality, the hits that we were playing at the time. Listen to the quality of the hits matching what we didn't. Basically, I had to um, find a way to, I guess get myself on their level of quality and sound like what I listen to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, the big, I say all that just to say, be honest with yourself as an artist. A lot of people ain't gonna be honest with you. Mm. Uh, Has anybody ever told you that they didn't like your music? Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Tell me what happened. <laughs> I cut them off, man. I, uh, I used to have this long list of artists and people that I felt like shitted on me. me. So, like, I was just gonna wait till I blew up and I was just gonna shit on them like anybody like. And honestly, I could today, but I don't know. But I learned that, uh, you know, when you focus on that negative and you hold those grudges, you're not just going to hold yourself back. Yeah. When the opportunity comes up and you don't want to hold yourself back. You're still holding yourself back because you want to hold yourself back. It's just because that person. Because of your pride. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, even when even when society looks at you and your your Instagram follows or whatever, whatever your platform is, when they look at you, all right, so you always saying, man, fuck them. They don't like me. They don't support me. But now if you people come to your page, they're going to see, well, shit, why don't they like you? Why don't they support you? Now they're going to look for that reason. They're going to look for a reason not to like you, not to support you. But wow. Say, hey, look, I appreciate everybody that follows me. I speak. I appreciate everybody that supports me. Now the people that come in, well, why do they follow you? Why do they support you? I want to know. I want to drink the Kool-Aid. I want to see what's going on. That is an amazing mindset to have. It's, it's worked wonders for me so far. Because I, I can literally go back and look at videos when I was only getting like and Then it just boom, ups to the thousands. And you just switch that area. You know? Yeah. So, Wow. So what what was that feeling like when you really started to see the engagement match? Uh, it was it was wonderful, man. Um, but once you once you get that goal, once you get those people actually viewing, it's just like all right, boom. It, it becomes just you know once you get something that you value. Yeah. Okay, okay, I got this. Next, what's this? What's next? What's next? So, speaking of next, shows, performances. Like, the last time I saw you was, was that last year? 2019? It was 2019. Um, At Culture Fest 3. Culture Fest 4 is actually next Saturday, 
and he's going to be there. Be sure to get them tickets and turn up and go out there. I went last year and had an amazing dope experience. Um, but like what's what's life been like in the past year? Almost a year cuz March is coming up, yeah. Well, uh it's been good. Uh, last time you seen me perform my knee was messed up. I just messed it up. So I couldn't really perform well. Uh, well, I couldn't tell. So that's good. That's good. See, the thing is, is about an artist, we know, well, I, I'll speak for myself. I critique myself very hard and know what I could do and I know how, like, the level where I could be. So if I don't get there, I'm upset with myself or, like, mm-hmm. it's not good enough. Um, even when it is good enough, it's not good enough. I need to be better. Um, so that was one of the things that I've been trying to work on is performance. Uh, just my performance. Your energy. Yeah. Well, not, not the energy, because uh, I feel like my songs have a certain type of energy depending on what what artist I am that day because I do a whole bunch of different genres. Um, it's just, if I'm just standing on stage and, and I don't have dancers or anything, how do I get the crowd to get into it? You mm-hmm. know, Unless I'm just some super lyricist artist, lyrical artist, and uh, that's not me. I just talk about what I've been through, my experiences. Mm-hmm. I and that's what makes it relatable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Slade or like uh, Swain or Tameem, they have lyrics like that, that that capture your mind like wordplay and stuff like that yeah. it's a little bit different with them so it's just like they can capture a different way so part of part of my journey was finding a way that I can get the crowd to interact to what I was doing and it was putting more energy into my music um, mm. the second thing I was working on is just uh, I was trying to get signed at one point but um I went to Atlanta and me and me and X Brody was he's gonna be at uh, Culture Fest too uh, me and him, we went down to Atlanta because I set up a meeting with this independent label. I won't speak on it. I won't say any names or anything. And, uh, basically, they were just running a scam on artists. And they, people say it's legit, but I, I'm smart, I think, for myself. And I do my own research. And you trust your intuition yeah. when something's not right? Very. Uh, he, t- he told me a whole bunch of stuff and basically told me that... Uh, he asked me what made me different, as if the music didn't speak for itself already. He said it did. Uh, my image didn't speak for itself, uh, and it was nothing like that. We, nothing. Our sound had nothing. It sounded nothing to what they had. So we had a lot to offer. The only thing we wanted uh, was funding. You know, uh, we record ourselves, we engineer ourselves. Everything is everything. out of pocket. Yes, you don't have to come out with any of those expenses. All we actually do is promotional, uh, promotional material, uh, marketing uh, tips with that and stuff like that. And uh, you know. Basically, we're sitting in this guy's $2.5 million house, and I'm fussing with him. Like, because I'm not going to let you tell me that I, w- what my worth is. And, mm. what, like, basically, I'm not good enough. Same thing with football. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like. Did it, that kind of take you back in that moment? I think it did. Not at the time, it didn't. But I, right now, thinking about it, I think it did. Because it kind of sounded familiar. And that's, yes. and that's what that happens a lot with people that they really don't understand. A lot of times, when we're in certain situations, we get triggered. Yeah, and it's because. Right. We are reminded of shout out to you know that's my brand I'm reminded but um, we are reminded of something that happened to us that really struck a nerve and stuck yeah. with us and anything that looks remotely familiar to that situation kind of just like is like oh like it just it just hits you in a place and it's just like I cannot stand this I don't want to be in this situation and it's like fight or flight and you yeah. fought for yourself yeah I think thinking about it now I I, I can agree. You know, because uh, when I, I was livid in that man's house, like if 
if we wasn't in his house, I probably would have fought him because it was just like, who are you to tell me? Like, and you don't even know him. what you've put into it yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's one of the things he said. He said, uh, you, you got to fall in love with the process. I said, dude, you don't even know my process. You don't know me. You don't mm-hmm. know who I am. You don't know my story. He told me I wanted the quick way out, not knowing that I've been doing this for a while before I even came and seen you, like what I've been through. It was kind of uh, like a very judgmental yeah. standpoint. Yeah. And yeah, about the process. You speak about the process. Yeah. What has been the hardest thing for you during your process? Um, I think the hardest thing for me is just, uh, you know, going through the process, I would say, because I know what I'm capable of doing, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and I can't expect everybody to see my vision or expect everybody to see uh, my talent. I always say... uh, Nobody can see your dream because it's in your head. Yeah. You can explain it as much as you want to, but nobody gets that picture as much as you do. So the hardest thing for me is, uh, even when me and Slade talk, is just like seeing where I am mm-hmm. and knowing, like when in my heart, be. yes. And 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 I, I hate it. And it's like I, you can, like I want to grab it, but I can't reach it. Yes. Yes. Oh wow. And then uh, consistently putting stuff out there, consistently working and seeing what people say, like. I've never had somebody meet me and like, you know, like, oh, bro, nah, you're not it or something like that. I, I make connections with people. I've made so many connections with people mm-hmm. just off of who I am as a person. And then as an artist, it's just like, because they connect with me as a person, they relate, like, and then to they the hear music. it in my music, mm-hmm. you know? It's just like, bro, like, why aren't you on yet? I hate when people ask me that because I'm asking myself the same thing. So it's yeah. just a reminder. So I think that's the hardest thing for me. Yeah, okay. Um... As far as you going through those moments, right, and feeling frustrated with where you are and knowing where you can be and seeing in your mind where you want to be, how did you combat that as far as I know there were feelings of doubt? Mm-hmm. I know there were feelings where you said you're your biggest critic. I can, I can understand it on a 100% level. Um, where you can criticize yourself to the point where it's like sometimes you might question it. Was there ever a time where it was just like, is this for me? Like the doubts, all these, like the negative thoughts. Like how did you combat that? It's going to sound, oh man, I just got loud out of nowhere. Uh, for me, and it's going to sound crazy. Uh, you literally, I tell people every time I talk to somebody like an artist, because a lot of artists do go through that. But um as an artist, as an up-and-coming artist, as an independent artist, you literally have to be insane to wake up and do the same thing over and over and over and over and it not work. Mm-hmm. Because that's literally the definition of insanity, doing mm-hmm. the same thing, expecting things to change. And that's what we do. So it for, for a normal person, I think it wears and tears on them. And I think why football hit me so hard is just the fact that I don't doubt myself. Mm-hmm. It, it upsets me that people doubt me. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know your quality. Yes, and I, and I, and I know how the work and stuff that I put in. So it's just like when it when it doesn't happen, it it extremely bothers me. But I'm not at that point because I don't know if it's gonna. I don't. Well, I know it's gonna happen, but I'm just. I don't know like when it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I can't say it's not gonna happen. So I don't ever worry about that. I just get up, I put in the work, and I work towards the goal that I know I'm gonna reach. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like anytime you have a bit of doubt, you have Plan B or Plan C then you're not fully sure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you really have to be sure of yourself to to do this. Yeah. Because the one time somebody comes in, somebody like you, say you love your mom and your dad and you, and you trust their word to the end. 
they come in and you have a little bit of doubt and then the person you love and you trust the most comes in and say well son i think you should do something else that hasn't been working out for you now your whole your whole life changes because yeah. you had a bit of doubt and you let somebody come in and they and enhance it because it. yeah so mm-hmm. for me it's just, i don't have any doubt in myself mm, that that's that's really deep i really like that explanation um and as an entrepreneur you know starting you're literally starting from the bottom when you decide i want to do this for myself as an independent artist and you know like you said you're funding things you're coming out of pocket for recording and beats and everything uh how is it balancing like because are you so you working are you working as well as you're doing no, this i haven't worked wow. in eight months man it's hard i ain't even gonna lie i, I talked to my old uh that's one thing I have been blessed uh, to say. I'm blessed to say this. I've never been like denied a job. I talked to my old employer to, about possibly coming back because it's just like, all right, it's been eight months, man. And it ain't happened yet, but I know it's gonna happen. So, mm-hmm. but I need to find a way to fund this because at first I had funding for it, and uh, you know, you make investments and you do things to try to get to where you want to be, mm-hmm. and you don't have anybody coming out of pocket. So it's just like, now you have to do something. And I don't sell drugs or nothing, so I might have to go back to work, but. Uh, I haven't been working like eight, nine months now. How was it when you were working and you were balancing, you know, adulting and life and also trying to manage your career? It's draining. I respect anybody that has a full-time job and fully chases their dream as much as I do. Uh, when I worked, I worked uh, first shift at a youth development center from one to three. Uh, I get off, go record and go do a show that night, go do an open mic. It's, mm-hmm. it's very hard trying to balance that, you know. And then sometimes uh, Slade's doing it now, and that's why I respect what he's got going, and he set up a lot of the tour. So it was just like, and he'll have to get up and drive out to go and work in from 9 to 5 and straight to the next place. And uh, for me, I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. So I have a, Brody does it too. He Brody, will, he used to commute like an hour. He stays in Raleigh now. So he'll go commute from Rocky Mountain to Raleigh and then go down to uh, Greenville for a show, like, that takes a lot. I, yeah. It takes a lot out of you. It's hard trying to balance it, that. It, it's very draining. Like myself, I live in Durham. Yeah, and when you said and that. And I am in Greensboro at least four times a week. Yeah. To the point where people think I live here. Exactly. I <laughs> and I'm like, like, oh, I don't live here. Um, I live like 45 minutes away. Um, and it's it's very draining. Um, so as far as your team, like, do they help? Or do you have people in your corner? Obviously, of course, you're a beautiful lady. Um, but other than that, the process is hard. You know, going through it, getting here, we're all we're all at this place where we're like, we see where we want to be, we know our potential, and we're just grinding and working to get get that break and catch that break. Do you have, do, would you say that you have people in your corner that make the journey easier? Not necessarily make it easy, but easier to bear. Yeah, um, I, I have a lot of people in my corner, but... Uh, I try to keep it separate because I know when you bring people in your dreams, it, it's your passion. It's what you want to do. It's, yes. And if if they if they aren't if they don't care about it as much as you do, or they like, I used to not let anybody joke about my music. Don't don't say anything. I will fight you. You know, that's how I was. It's literally about it. your but, baby. Like yeah. this is your your music is your baby. But I'm not like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's 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 just like this. If you bring somebody in that you're really close to and they're not doing, I, I used to. They're not doing what you would do for them if they, it was their dream. You'll cut them off. I cut them off. I cut a lot of people off because they didn't support me the way that I wanted them to. But then I learned that relationships carry different weight. I got a friend. Uh, 
I can talk to him any day of the week and like on an emotional level, on a, on a conversation level, like, you know, he's one of my best friends. I got somebody that I can call no matter if I need anything financially, like, but conversation and stuff like that, it don't be there. I know he has me. So people play roles. So you, I have people on my team, but as far as the music level goes, it's just like I'm, I have people I do music with. I don't think it's anybody like, you know, that's not bad. I got I got somebody uh, Corey I, yeah my, my boy Corey he's he's 100 there for me with the with the music as far as feedback uh, mm-hmm. he helps with funding yeah, yeah I don't know I don't really don't know what to say about it because it's just like whenever I think about team it's just like everybody plays a specific role in, in the process yeah and I I don't think I have anybody that plays a specific role I think I appreciate everybody for who they are oh, you know okay. I, it's it's hard to speak on you know I don't know how long have you worked with Slade. I met Slade, I think, in because I met him the same time I met you. Oh, he was at, he was there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, no, me and Slade, I've known Slade since I think 2017, 2016. Him and uh, him and Jay came into an open mic. I was like, yo, these guys are dope, you know. And I got their card and I reached out, and you know, we just been cool. The rest is history. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't know how relationships happen like that, but uh, most of mine do. I like, feel like I'm a firm believer in when you meet someone and you just instantly connect, and it's just like a magnetic energy. I'm I'm a hundred percent a believer, and that's a divine connection. Like, facts. there's no way that I can click with someone that I barely know, and it just facts. feel right in that moment. And it's just like no questions about it. Like we just riding. Like we yeah. just we just all, we just riding together. You was on your journey, I was on mine, and now we going on this journey together. And there ain't no questions asked. That's exactly how it happened. And you know, um, even with us being cities apart, it's just like it, it really didn't matter. You know, uh, as far as music come, him and Jay had a show in Greensboro. I was coming from somewhere. I was living in Charlotte at the time, and I was going back to see her in Greenville. And uh, you asked me to stop through. I'm tired. I'm blew out. And everything trying to go see these fools, you know, but I still went and did it. You know, I, I don't know. That's that's just how I ride. And when I see somebody that rides the same way, it, it, that means you go hard to for me. that person. Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm a little bit different when it comes to morals and ethics. I trust everybody to give me till I'm given a reason not to. I know yeah. that's backwards, but I feel like that's I feel like that's a good mentality to yeah, have. You make a lot of friends, and you see people see who you for who you are, and you don't judge. You don't prejudge anybody. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you've been hurt, you know, yeah. taking past situations. That's why I said I agree with you in that situation where you said, oh, you know, you're, you know, something you've been through before may trigger you. Mm-hmm. I don't always believe that, but I might believe it in that situation because uh, that, I, it does sound for me and I never thought about it in that way. I feel like that's why people have this mindset and approach when meeting new people and coming into contact to form new relationships whether it be platonic or romantic yeah i feel like that is why people have this they're looking through the lens of their hurt yeah and they're guarded and it's just like i'm gonna you're guilty into proving innocent you gotta yeah. prove to me that you're trustworthy and, da, 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 and simply because of something somebody else did a friend that betrayed them or a, everything is so sketchy now because you're looking through the lens of your trauma and Facts. something that happened to you so the whole world is just stained now yeah and so I think that a lot of people do like that, but I, I hate that mindset. I, I just hate it. It's unhealthy. Um, yeah, because it's just like now you treat everybody as in, if they did you wrong, you know. Yeah. So I, I try not to think like that, you mm-hmm. know. What about Charlotte? Um, we were talking, and you said you did not like it. I hated Why Charlotte, did you man. hate Charlotte? All right, uh, a <laughs> couple things. Uh, did you live in Charlotte? Yeah. How long did you live in Charlotte? About 
five, six months. Now, Charlotte is expensive as hell. Oh, yeah. Facts. Oh. If you ain't got no coin, you are not going to live on your own in yeah. Charlotte. Well, I live <laughs> with some friends up exactly, there. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people I know live in Charlotte that got roommates. Yeah. Um, but why didn't you like it? Traffic was number one. Traffic was number two. Because <laughs> I live five minutes away from my apartment when I stayed in Charlotte. And uh, it took me 30 minutes to get home every day. I stayed five minutes away. Took me 30 minutes to get home. That was the worst. Sometimes an hour, depending on if, because you have to make all those U turns. Uh, it's ridiculous. Where did you, you stay on uni- near university? No, I stayed near Uptown. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, Charlotte, I mean, uh, traffic was one. Two was how expensive everything was. I'll, in Greenville, I'll get a, you know, I'm, I'm popular there, so I get my shots and stuff half off. In Charlotte, everything's like seven dollars a drink. I'm like, man, and then they give you like this much See, um, parking. I love being a woman because uh, you know when I used to go out a lot, I didn't have to pay for nothing. No. Yeah, even I if I came with money, even if I came with money, I would walk up and a dude would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna pay your win. Don't even worry." I'm like, "Okay, all right." So I, I definitely have not experienced. I've always found a way out of no way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> facts, but no, nah, it, it didn't. It don't go like that for me. Uh, I, I hate it. It's such a double standard. Y'all need women that's just like, I wanna, I wanna spend some money on you, King, and spend mm. it. No, you never <laughs> had that. <happen>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. But uh, I have. See, the crazy. Guys have done that though. Like guys that would come up and be like, "Bro, you killed that. Let me let me buy you a drink." I'm still trying to censor myself and shit. Um, <laughs> guys would come up and be like, "Yo, you killed the performance. Let me get you a drink or something like that." But other than that, man, um, yeah, no, nah, that don't happen. But the the drinks, the housing, everything's expensive in Charlotte. And just I think what made killed it the most for me was um, I know the babies from Charlotte. And people are gonna come at me at this, but uh, when I reached out to artists in Charlotte, nobody wanted to work. Everybody was intimidated, mm. or I call it intimidation because you see another artist trying to come up and you're not trying to, you know, work with them. It's like yeah. you don't. It's like a crab, in, not a crab in a bucket. Excuse me, not a crab in a barrel mentality, but like a, like a dog eat dog mentality. Yes. Like as if collaboration is your enemy. Yes. When really it should be seen as an opportunity to gain another following. Exactly, and that's how I look at it. I, I collab with a lot of artists in Greenville now. I make events where they can perform because I know it's not going to do anything but help me come up as well. Yeah. Uh, but people didn't look at it like that. They um, And I speak on it because I know other artists in the area, we're not in Charlotte, but outside of Charlotte, which is way too far to travel and work. But um, you just see through observation how people act and what people say about each other and how they treat each other. Mm-hmm. And as artists, man, it's just like, it's it's a, com- it's a community here, but everybody's trying to make it themselves. Yeah. And, uh, which is fine and dandy, but don't try to hold anybody else back because, you know, you're trying to make it. Taking light off somebody else to shine on you isn't giving you more light. They probably still got more light. You just took a little bit of theirs. I, I just look at it different, you know, and that environment wasn't for me, you know. Really? Yeah. Like you said, uh, Major said earlier, uh, it's what you make it, you know. And I guess I didn't like Charlotte, so I couldn't make it anything. I mean, that that's valid. That Those are all valid reasons. I just liked Charlotte because of the atmosphere. Like, I love, I'm a country girl, but I love the city vibe, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I feel like, you know, having a lot of friends in Charlotte, I kind of got a, the best of both worlds, you know, in a sense. I had some friends that didn't live close to the city, so I could get that kind of that, like, you know, ah, like a nice suburban lifestyle. And then I had some friends that lived, like, right near downtown. I was just like, oh, this is nice. This is really nice. Yeah, I feel that. But I think uh, one of the things 
for me was um, I don't necessarily make the type of music everybody else make either. So mm-hmm. uh, with Charlotte kind of having this like uh, a music scene developed already in, in a, a sort of similar sound. That's what I was gonna say. Like everybody sounds the same. Yeah. I don't feel like I would I wouldn't even have been accepted, you know. Mm. Uh, but somewhere as far as Greenville wise, it's no culture there. I'm able to do what I want, and people accept it for More what it freedom is. freedom because yes. there is no culture there already. Exactly. Wow. Okay. See, I was thinking along the lines of since it's not like everything that you said, um, like the cost of living and it's just traffic, and yeah. those are not as big big cities as Charlotte. But I didn't think about it that way. Um, and speaking of music, uh, what? I've listened to your music and I remember I cannot find the song to save my life and I, I cannot remember I might I cannot remember the name of it but you performed it at Culture Fest and I remember asking you and you was like oh it's not out yet it's about to be mm. released it was like it sounded like a like an island song I can't think of what it was but I was in the, I was in the corner like oh I like this it was either Rockstar Girl tripping um I don't know I got a couple I'm gonna listen to them I might have took them down. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to rebrand. So uh, I have like 150 to 100 songs out right now. I've took a lot down, but uh, I don't think a lot of them have gotten the uh, the streams and stuff they're I think, supposed to. I think it might have been one of those, now that you say the title, because I remember asking, what's the name of that song? And you were like, it's not out yet. And I was like, oh my God, let me know when it comes out, because that's fire. Um, but yeah, dang, you took him down. I might have. I don't. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll check. I'll check. We gonna we gonna look it up and see when when the interview is over. Um, this rebrand. Tell me about how that came about. What made you decide? Okay, I need to go back to the drawing board and switch some things up and check my foundation a little bit. Just being my biggest critic. Um, all right, you know yourself better than anybody. Right. Um, so I don't allow anybody to tell myself anything. I just step back outside of me and view my work, view what I've done. Is it good enough? For me, I don't think I've made as much of a stride as I could, especially with as much resources, with how many resources I have now, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> no, with the resources that I have now, I don't think I've made as much progress as I possibly could. So uh, I took a step back and I just was like, well, what could I have done better? Why am I not making progress? And uh, one of the things, well, I didn't have any visuals. Uh, I've been doing the same thing for about a year now. So how do I expand on what I have and use those resources, you know? And uh, I think the, the the biggest thing was um, when I came back from Atlanta or when I, when I was done with After football. After that incident that yeah. you were telling me about earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I just took it and I flipped the script from it. Um, I um, People were expecting me to get signed when I went down there. So when I went down there, it was just like, dang, Dre really about to do this. You know, it didn't happen. So when I came back, I didn't say I didn't get signed or anything. I just said, you know what, it's up now. And people, you know, took um, that for whatever they wanted to interpret. Yeah, I didn't cap. Did you look at that? Did you look at that situation as a rejection or just like, like a a blessing in disguise in a sense? Because when you got there, you saw that it really wasn't what you thought it was. Well. both, uh, really, um, because I've always been one about controlling the narrative, controlling, uh, flipping the script. Like, you know, you can't control what's written about you, but you can control how people perceive it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Brody, like me, and was arguing the whole way back, man. I'm just going to, look, we're just going to take this and we're going to make people, like, think 
we're signed. We're not going to lie to him. We're just going to set us up. And we did that. And it literally started turning around. So then from there, it's just like we had the attention of the people. So uh, then I dropped the track with Mike Jones called, and featuring her. It's called We Made It. And um, that took it up another level. It's just like I kept on doing things to, you know, gain more attention, gain more, you know, gain a bigger fan base to keep branding myself. Uh, but then it kind of remained, I can't, became stagnant because I started doing shows. Mm -hmm. uh, I started, you know, going out and trying to build myself more in the community. But now I feel like I plateaued. So uh, I wanted to step back and you know, reevaluate everything that I've done so far and figure out how I can take that to the next level. And I think I got away. So mm. I ain't going to speak on it too much, but uh, I think I got something. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what what is 2020 looking like for you? Um, it's Honestly, it's been the best start of a year I can ask for. I've been booked because of the tour. Booked and busy. Yes, very. And it's stressful. Everybody can't do this. Don't think you can. If you're if you're a starting artist and you're trash, I don't want to kill your dreams. But uh, it ain't for the it, week. It, it ain't for everybody. It's not for everybody. Like you're tired. It's it's tiring, especially if you work in a job. I'm fortunate enough to say I've been supported to this point where I haven't had to work one in eight months. But uh, it takes money. It, it's draining because you can't do everything you want to. You know, you have to do these shows even when you don't want to. Because um, it's exposure. Yeah. Every opportunity. Exposure. Is an opportunity. Uh, if you're getting paid off of them, it's money you can't turn down. You know, uh, you got to be around. You got to deal with these people that aren't necessarily the best of people. It's, it's a lot of stuff that comes yeah. along with it that you know you just don't want to do. But uh, when you act, when you start to get with what you want, you can't get mad at what comes with it. You know. Yeah. So uh, I've been booked at least three times every month uh, up to March. So uh, so far everything's I've been dropping every week, which I haven't been promoting the way I want to. But uh, I considered that last year that would have been a success for me, but it's not good enough for me no more. I need to be getting the most out of these tracks. So uh, uh, I got booked for my first music fest. That's the next month, March 28th. Uh, it's the Any Music Festival. I think it's in Cary or Clayton, one of the two. I'm not sure. One of them C words. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's been a lot of great things happening. I've had people reach out to me wanting to work. Uh, I don't. I, I produce my own beats now, but I have a producer sending me a beat every day. Mm -hmm. Like two years ago, I would have loved that, but you know, it's progress. Yes, it's, you have to see the growth in everything. You have to yes. see the opportunities in everything because, you know, that that's one of my biggest things. That's why you have to like really watch like how you move and what you do and how you carry yourself because your character speaks before your music does. Yes, Even facts. if if nobody ever seen reup tv if nobody ever heard anything regarding me or heard any of your music they're gonna meet you and your character is gonna speak for itself Thanks. so you walking and you living and you moving how you move um that literally sets the tone for everything you can either lose you can either lose fans or you can gain fans simply by how you act and carry yourself and that is that is so true I hate meeting people off Instagram that I thought was so cool. You meet them and then you meet them in person, and it's and like, what, the fuck? what in the yeah. hell? I, bro, I wish I would have never met you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have never met you. Like, yo, you was so intelligent online, bro. It's, but in person, it's like, yeah. who's there? Knock knock. Who's there? Yeah. Any um, besides Culture Fest? Uh, any other shows after that? Um. Yes, I'm booking some now in Greenville because I have. That's my base. I'm still building there. I, I don't have any, like, I'm trying to tap into the college there. You know, I've been out of college for a while, and you know you need to tap into the young folk 
I say that like I'm old. <laughs> but uh, you need to We getting up there. How do you? 25. Yeah, I'll be 26 in July. We, oh, getting, yeah. we getting up there. You know, 30. 30 <laughs> no, don't talk about that. Jesus. Yeah, no, we good. We ain't 30 yet. But uh, no, we still kicking. I did shows at ECU. I'm booking a few more in Greenville. Uh, I'm working on getting out of state. Uh, that's the bigger thing. It's this thing in uh, New York. It's called Major Stage. Um, I want to go do something there. So I'm mm-hmm. talking to them now. But uh, the conversation is kind of like taking a long time. Uh, again, in uh, March, I have uh, the Indie Fest. This set next Saturday, mm-hmm. we have the Culture Four. Um uh, it's, it's another, it's another. What show. time is Culture Four? What time does it start? Look, you asked me this on camera. Now Slade gonna hit me like Dre. You don't know what time it is, bro. Uh, it's okay. I, we can announce yeah. it after. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know the time. Man. She got my phone. So. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, other than that, I, I've been doing this thing called building culture. Like, it's just like every weekend, we're up and coming artists that come out and they showcase their talents, and uh, we do three events and. The fourth event, we take the winners from those three events, and we call it the winners event, and they come out and they get a slide at our shows. So um, I've been doing that just about every week. Uh, right now we're tied up. I think we're gonna do one next week though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm doing something just about every weekend. So if you follow me on Instagram again at Dre of the East and turn on my post notification, you can see everything that I'm doing. Um, yeah. Wow! 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 Well, I would appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat it up with me. This is a really dope interview. Um, and, you know, I look forward to working with you in the future because uh, this isn't the, la- is the last time. You know what I'm saying? I thank everybody that tuned in on my live uh, and that's clicking this link and pressing play and downloading and following and just supporting however it is you support. Um, once again, it is your girl, Sierra Danielle with 105.1 Live. Reup TV Network, and this is episode six of Reup TV. Stay tuned for all the links and all the promo and all the at names. So, yeah, stay tuned.